Hello and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Ethan. Hello. It's I. And no one else. Nope. Ricardo's gone. He is... Ricardo is... uh, He's actually on the call with us. He's just going to be muted for the entire time. Um, And we're not going to be able to hear him. He had a weird so, stipulation to this week because he was just like, "Oh man, I didn't play anything, and I feel bad when you don't play video games two di- two days or two weeks in a row. You know, you have to just stop." It's like it's like saying Candyman three times or or Beetlejuice. Candyman? What or is Candyman? Is that's that a like thing? A, that's a horror movie. Yeah, you not seen really? So the other, that sounds like the good other half. Podcast. Oh man. <laughs> Other half podcast, go to the other half podcast.com. Man, we really, we really, it's like time to other half podcast reference is, is, has been, has been really short this, this week. That was, that was like the fastest one I think in a long time. Um, well, when you bring up the candy, man. Yeah. Um, oh, man, we done it three times. Oh, no. Uh, and then you know, come murder you. I think you can say it into a mirror. I can't remember. I've never actually seen the movie. I thought I that was Bloody Mary. I don't, that, I think it's the Bloody. same thing too. Like they're, like they're all, it's all the same. Hey, Horror movies t- are garbage most of the time, and yeah. t- tend to be mostly the same. Yeah, especially cheap ones. They're just like, "Here's the scares. You go. It's bad. We ran out of ideas." Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, video games aren't the same. They're always good. Yep. They're always never, different too. Never the same as anything other video game <laughs> that came before it. Uh, you know what's great is the part when you get a new video game. You go, "I'm not going to compare this to anything in the past to give you nope. any sort of bearing of what this current <laughs> game is." I I'm just going to explain certainly- it. Like you've never seen a game before, and I certainly won't say it's kind of like X combined with X, or maybe yeah. like with the art style of this. I would never, I would never say anything like that. I would only never. ever uh-uh. describe it on its own artistic merits, which each game is very unique, especially when it's a sequel. Yes, but if that sequel doesn't have a name in it or any sort the of number, number afterwards, it's not a sequel anymore. It's not a sequel, it's or the, is it? It's the God of War. Um, that's what I've been playing. Is God of War, and, um, and here you put Dad of War. So I, I mean, did put Dad of War on our list, um, um, you know, because it's all about that's what it's all about. It's so all what, about so what, dads. Before we get into this game, yeah. excuse me, this beer is coming at me. Um, yeah, it's coming at you hard. It's coming at me hard. Um, what is your history with the God of War games? Because I know Ricardo's um, played them all. I think I have seen all of them. I okay. watched the gameplay footage of all of them all the way through. Oh uh, wow! Okay, but I—they're not very long, right? They're, they're not, like, and like, they're like hours. I think yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe a close to ten. I think. Um, oh okay, that's but like eight, eight, ten, probably. I don't know. I don't actually know because I'm bad at hack and slash, um, like third person action games, like mm-hmm. Devil May Cry and God of War and all those kind of things. I'm very bad at those. I don't particularly enjoy them. I got the God of War like. Um, collection on PS3, I want to say. I think that's one Which was just one and two, I want to say that. Yeah, because three came out on PS3 on its own. Like, yeah. that was its showcase title. So I think title. it was one and two, and I was like, oh, I could play these and, like, get ready for three. Because, like, I, it's a series that I've, you know, heard a lot of cool things about. And I think the, the thing that appealed to me is, like, the same thing that, like... Um, I thought it was cool about Assassin's Creed back when that came out, which is like you don't see very many games that are set in ancient times. Like it's probably a more common thing now. I feel like, but it, yeah, yeah, it's not like. Well, um, also like it was kind of like ridiculous scale, and yeah. it had like it kind of 
took its liberties with that sort of mythology sort of stuff, which yeah. is cool. I guess yeah, that's yeah, a neat take. It always like the idea of it was always is, more interesting than I think the execution for me. Yeah, it always had a lot of spectacle. Like it always, yeah. um, there was always cool. Like like watching through the games is more fun for me because it's cool seeing all these cool. Um, I just said the word cool like ten times. But it was, well, that's cool. <laughs> game's cool, man, and it's brutal, bro. Won't you rip this dude's jaw? It was, jaw it was very awe-inspiring. Some of the like magnificent sets they would yes. like have you on, um, especially like in by the time I got to the third one. But that said, I didn't really like the gameplay that much because I don't like those kind of games, and also I'm just not good at them. See, it's funny is I actually I. That was the first type of those games I played. I played the first God of War because my friend let me borrow it. Back when it was PS3 was already out, but he's like, you brought my PS2 and play it. So I played it, and I was like, I do not like the way this game plays at all. Like, yeah. it, uh, the combo system feels clunky. It's, it it is really a little flow. clunky, especially going back to it now. Yeah, and it didn't feel great. And I was like, man, I never really played a character actually before that. So I was like, man, maybe I'm just these games just aren't for me. Then I played like Bayonetta, and I was like, oh no, this is way different. Like, this is way better, way more fun. Um, despite like the cool setting and the brutality is so brutal when you're, you know, you're 18 or 19, whenever I played it, um, despite that, I still kind of like, I beat the first game and then kind of just walked away from it and then never played the second one. Cause I just was like, um, I'm good. Like I yeah. wasn't that fun to play despite the cool spectacle. Like it wasn't enough to draw me in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same, like I, like I could never get into the games and, and I think on top of that too, like the actual, like, um, and even back in the day, I remember feeling this way a little bit, but I, I think it's especially aged extremely poorly in terms of its, oh, yeah. um, just like its characters, its story, its, oh, yeah. you know, everything. Like, Kratos is an, the, mo- the most unlikable protagonist you could have in a video game, and they carried on his story for, like, five games. You know, like, like before this one that we're going to talk about right now, but, like, even the God of War Ascension and the PS Vita games and, you know, the PSP, it was a PSP game, I can't remember. But yeah, oh yeah, PSG games. There's yeah. a bunch of there's a bunch of games, and it, it it's like, dude, this guy is so unlikable. He's just angry. All he has no he has no kind of arc or character qualities. It's just like I'm angry and I'm gonna yeah, kill everything. Changes. And he's, uh, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. He's super. There's a lot of violence against women in those games, which has been brought up more recently. Yeah, when someone and, brought like, that up and was like, yeah, man, you just throw women to sacrifice them into like this like pit or whatever, and I'm like. Ooh, like I remember yeah. doing that, and like I was like, whatever, man, it's brutal. But now yeah. I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of nasty. Yeah, like, yeah. And like all the sex mini games just seem really like I thought the sex mini games were like so corny they were funny to me. Well, it's like yeah, it's it. Just, I guess that's what I mean. Like it seems so like it seems so like trite. Not trite is the wrong word. It's it just seems so juvenile. Cliche. Like yeah, it seems so juvenile now at this point. Yeah, and uh, I think that you played it a little bit after the game came out. Yeah, you know, so but like I, I think at the time it was not. That's that's the thing is I kind of remember people being like, "Oh, dude, this is this like boobs and this." You could see tits, dude. I remember that, and I was like, I completely forgot when I played it again. Like even then, I was still like, "Wow, I actually showed like full frontal nudity, which is something they really don't do in like most games. They don't have that. Yeah, yeah, because also it looks bad, and it's like, eh. because this (laughs) game is like one hundred percent for teenage boys, and no, and nobody, and like nobody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess this game is a kind of a re- a response to that. Um, yeah, uh, to that kind of concept. I, I don't think it is necessarily like the conclusive response to it, but it is definitely like them looking at their their games, going like, "Wow, 
fact, we made some games that are really like if you think about it, these games are kind of like this like, this character, this story yeah. is kind of effed up, and like this is kind of gross. Mm. And so like they decided to try and address some of those issues in this game. I don't know. I have not played enough of it to know if they really hit the mark or not. Um, I will say, um, you know, as we'd love to compare games to other games, they definitely played The Last of Us and the most recent Tomb Raider games when they uh, when they were designing this game. Um, it is very reminiscent, not, not not necessarily on any kind of like oh the ripping it off sort of thing, but just like. It's very much like this father and son, like constant companionship story. That is the that is the crux of the story. Is their story? Um, there's a there's a goal that you're trying to get to, but it's really not. That's not what the where the story is like. The point of it. Um, it is much more about like their relationship and mm-hmm. like what happens on that kind of thing. I think similar to the Last of Us, right? Like the the Last of Us, you're trying to get um, what's her name? Ellie? Is it? Uh, oh, that gosh. sounds about right. I'm so yeah, I think it. that's right. It, it sounds out. so obvious, but yeah. Um, you're trying to get her to like a certain place across the country, but like it's more about the, the what happens along the way kind of thing than the actual destination on that in that game. Yeah, I think, and I think that's cool. I think that's the way you kind of have to do it nowadays because you know we've seen the storyline of oh man, world ending this, world ending that, but like you don't care about it unless it has like real human stakes you can relate yeah. to. Cause it's like, you've seen a million stories like that. What makes it interesting is the character relationships under that sort of stress or that sort of, you know, the trials and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of what they got to do and that's fine. Like yeah. that's a cool, that's a, I, I like that direction that more mainstream games are kind of going towards. Yeah. And I, and I think what's neat is what they managed to do with Kratos as a character from someone who was, completely unlikable in every way. He's not necessarily a good person in this game at all. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. say necessarily he's even likable 100% in this game. But I do think it's interesting how they they made him as if he is an older version of that same person in a lot of different ways. A person who like is like, man, I have done some shit and seen some shit and just kind of like am tired of everything. Like, I'm not I'm not angry anymore. I'm just kind of like... Uh, like just like everything just is, tired everything is bad Which, and like i kind of like, like it, actually, yeah it kind of works it, for his character pretty well much better uh, than the constant shouting did which is actually now i think about it now you mentioned that out i'm kind of like that's how thanos is in the new infinity war get movie hit marvel movie whoa but like he comes that, across that way as like man i've been doing this for you know eight mo- eight eight years in the marvel <laughs> eight, universe eight movies. i've been i've been in this for 19 yeah, eight, movies i've been in it for so long i'm just tired he just comes across as like this tired dude who's like i just have to do this Ugh, i don't like it and i think that is kind of interesting how a lot of like because you know you got the same thing in the last of us is a similar kind of vibe um what was the other game you mentioned even like the witcher like witcher 3 everyone's just like the tired, mad, especially old dudes, especially like, The Witcher, especially like yeah. Geralt himself. Um, I like Geralt's attitude a little bit more than everyone else's. Yeah, yeah, he, he still has fine time to joke about it. Like whatever. Yeah, I mean, but, he's kind of like along for the ride, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it, it is for sure like that. Um, it 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 it, it works pretty well. Um, he's still he's a pretty bad dad. <laughs> bad dad surprising isn't this, he like this, absent for the this, first 10 years of his son's life or something uh, like that? maybe it doesn't it's not at least so far what i've got to i'm about 
four or five hours in, maybe, no, maybe six hours okay. in. But I've heard this is a pretty long game, like 30 hours kind of thing. And it's also a slow start from what I keep hearing. Yes, I have heard that too. I, I didn't mind it, um, but I can see that. You definitely get to a point where the game starts to like open up, um, and that is definitely more... Um, there's more to do and more interesting stuff at that point, so I can see that part. Um, I kind of didn't mind the lead-up to that too much, but... Um, I I can see where the game is going a bit more now. Um, I don't want to spoil too much because it's, it's like even just like where you go and what you're doing is very plot based. I will say this as a spoiler, I guess, um, is that like the whole crux of the story, like the whole reason the story kicks off in the first place, is dead wife, which I feel like is like a little bit of a cliche at this point. Like I feel like, yeah. um, it, like the, like the wife doesn't even like appear in a flashback ever, or like she gets no character at all she's just like a reason for the the two men to be like doing things Um, yeah which i feel like is like a cliche not even just because like oh a woman needs to be in it or something like that which i think that it's it's nice to have it's nice to have that representation but i think it's also just like it just feels really cliche on top of on top of that you know i mean mean, it is a very popular trope that is something that needs to kind of stop and i know it's a big thing in comics and other popular media but like Women dying just to make the plot of two men come together or to move the plot forward. Yeah. Sort yeah. of thing, which is like, as opposed to like, you know, anyone else dying or yeah. something like that it, it, or someone they love. And it's like, the only reason this man does anything is because he loves this woman. Women are just there to motivate the main character yeah, forward yeah. as opposed to having their own sort of story, which is, it's, you know, exactly. a shame. Yeah. And, and so, like, the, so the whole point of the plot is that you're trying to get her ashes to the top of this mountain because that's what she wanted. Um, so you, you two are on a journey to do that. And along the way, a lot of things get in your way and stop you and such and such. How annoying. How's the gameplay? Um, it's cool. It's actually, I like it a lot. It is not at all like the previous God of War games. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot, there's several enemies on on screen attacking you at once and you must stop and you must fight them. That's how it's similar to the God of War games. That's fine. Um, you know. I can only describe video games in terms of other games, so I'm gonna just go ahead and listen. That's fine. I, no. <laughs> that joke was totally something that like we do all the time. We do all the it's time. Okay. Um, it's no, okay. No, actually, honestly, I was the reason I made that joke just now is because I was like, I can't think of a game that it's exactly like. There's definitely people who have made a comparison to Dark Souls, but I do not see that really at all. Um, the reason anyone says it's like Dark Souls is when you start moving the combat to the uh, L1 or R1 uh, yeah, R2 I, buttons. I, it's, it's R1, R2 on the combat, so ooh, there you go. It's heavy there and light on, on those. Um, I don't think it's really like God of War. Um, or God of War. I don't think it's really like Dark Souls. Um, uh. One thing I will say that's like Dark Souls a little bit is the world um, kind of gives you that Dark Souls vibe or that Bloodborne mm. vibe of like um, not not as hardcore as Dark Souls does, which is like Dark Souls is like a thousand years ago, a great king made this amazing, wonderful, you know, kingdom, and then, like, something bad happened, and now it's been a thousand years of just, like, decay, and, like, nothing is living here, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. It is not quite that bad. This is more like a hundred, or, like, two hundred years ago, something bad happened, and, like, yeah. or, you know, it's not as specific as something bad happened, but it very much kind of feels like this world that is no longer being lived in. It, the implication is that, like, there used to be a whole bunch of people around here, but now there just isn't anymore kind of thing, and um, you do run into NPCs, but I think, from what I've heard, there are not many in the game. Um, you run into about, like, you know, seven characters, including, you know, your two main guys, like, um, and so far, all the NPCs have been great. They've been pretty cool. Uh, I liked them a lot. You run into some shopkeepers. There's two brothers, uh, dwarven brothers. Um, 
and they are pretty awesome shop guys. Um, there's a there's a witch lady, um, and she's pretty cool. Um, so there's some there's some cool stuff there for sure. The combat is like I bet to that. Um, the combat is like you over the shoulder. You got your light attack. You got your heavy attack. Um, you've got some similarities to the previous God of War combat in that like. You can kind of combo. There's no like combo number yeah. that's like building up. You can definitely like chain attacks into each other, and as you upgrade your moves, you get you get XP. You you can you can go down and upgrade trees for like different kinds of um, attacks. You can um, upgrade your moves to like chain things into each other more you know effectively. Um, mm-hmm. You've got like a rage mode that builds up as you uh, as you attack, and then you can click in both the sticks to do it. And at which point you become like super powerful and fast, and you basically can't get hurt. Um, and that lasts okay. until your meter drains. Um, you can throw the axe, which has been a thing that's been shown off a lot in the trailers, uh, which is pretty awesome. You can do that to you do that to solve a lot of puzzles, um, and you do that to um, you can trip enemies with it. If you hit them in the feet, it'll like knock them over. Your oh. your heavy attack when you use that to throw, it'll like freeze the enemy in place if you hit them like in a body shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's and then you can run up to them and then uh, when you whenever you throw your axe you can just then fight with fists so Kratos can always be like just and if it's, are fists things. viable like that's yeah, one thing yeah. I kept so, hearing okay. so the whole point is that like, I think the axe is better I mean I don't use the fists as often but the mm-hmm. thing about the fists is that they they do stun they they do physical damage and stun damage which um. the axe does way less stun damage and way more physical damage so that's the thing okay. and when the stun meter gets fully up the enemy is like pretty much stunned for a good like 10 seconds or so or maybe less than that but in the game it's it's a good long time mm-hmm. and then when they're stunned like that you can run up to them click click in r3 and you'll do like a classic god of war style like like rip them apart or like you know yeah them in half kind of thing like um and you know, do a little animation that like just like wrecks that dude Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite moves that you can upgrade is if you hold in R2, he, like, winds the axe back for, like, a couple seconds and then, like, brings it down overhead. And it's almost always on, like, a, on any kind of standard enemy, it's almost always a one-hit kill. On tough, oh, nice. On tougher enemies, it's not. But it's just always so great because, like, the enemy just, like, splits in half from, like, the head mm. down, <laughs> down. That's like, awesome. In his, in his really cool way. Um yeah, it's been it's been it's been pretty fun. The one thing that the combat I think has been mentioned is it's it's pretty tough. Um, the enemies do not have a problem with getting behind you. In fact, I have a feeling like they actively try to get behind you. And then because the camera is so close to Kratos's back, it's a very like it's much more than like God of War used to be, where it was like a big overarching here's the picture of the whole arena kind of thing it's much more like you are behind Curtis's back and he turns pretty slow um so enemies getting behind you is a thing that you definitely need to manage um like you know make sure you manage it does show you a little arrow about where enemies are and if it turns red they're about to attack you mm, um okay. so you can see kind of where enemies are, are 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 coming from and then the other thing that enemies like to do is they don't they like to attack you at the same time it's not like batman or or other a lot of other action games where it's like all right this guy's gonna come in and then after he's done then someone else will come in to attack you mm-hmm. it's like no they'll, they'll just all like like protect, protect all guys will just be shooting you like other guys will just be coming in behind you like so there's a dodge roll and that gives you some invincibility frames you do have a block uh, which you can use to parry and like give them a stun, you know, do a kind of like a parry and then repulse back at them. Um, and then of course you've got the kid Atreus, and what he can do is he has a bow, and he um, he's pretty active in the combat. Like he in the beginning of the game, it's cool too that he gets better in the game as the story progresses because he is actively mm. starting out as like this kid who doesn't know anything to 
like traveling with Kratos and learning how to freaking like fight. So it feels pretty organic. Yeah, then. it does. Like you definitely okay. unlock stuff with him as the story progresses, and then like. You can you he has his own tech tree kind of just like Kratos does, but you just use the save experience points to to level up him if you want to do that. So he can start to jump on people's back and like stab them in the back, or he can trip them, or he can like um, if like he, he can do like this tag team move with Kratos. Like if he's on one, if he's on an enemy's back and you like send the enemy flying, he'll like shoot the enemy down into the ground again. He has a bow which you can shoot arrows at. You can tell him to shoot arrows at an enemy by pressing the square button. Pressing the square button. Um, or he'll just kind of do it like slowly, you know, as the fight goes mm-hmm. on. If you don't do that, but if you hit the X, but if you um, use the bow, it's it does a lot of stun damage. So Atreus has a lot of stun damage. With him, you can use that to um, kind of take care of some of the enemies. Um, the axe is really awesome too, because when you send the axe somewhere, and then you recall it um, using L1, it takes physical time, like depending on how far away it is to get back to you. I heard that's like one of the coolest things. It's a really cool feeling. It's an awesome feeling of like. I left my axe behind in, like, another room during a puzzle segment at one point, and then we came mm-hmm. into another room and got into a fight, and I hit the button, and it was, like, and you can hear it, like, in the, hitting all the walls as it, like, comes back, and then, like, like it takes, like, a slight second longer. Like, if it's right there in front of you, it would just be, like, like that, and it's, like, and you can, like, hear it approaching. It's, like, a really cool, super awesome like, feeling. Yeah, it's a pretty great um way it works and then like you could do other stuff with that too like again you upgrade stuff to be like when you hit a button when it comes back then he'll like grab the axe out of the air and like slam it down and um you know like like there's parts where you can start as punching someone call the axe back in the middle of your, your combo and then like you know like like hit him with the yeah it's it's just some really cool stuff to do with that i think you do get other weapons i haven't played that far in the game um but yeah um it is I'm liking it a lot so far. There's a lot of like collectibles. It's very much so to describe it as similar to like Tomb Raider. Um at a certain point in the game it starts to open up in a way that's like, oh, there's clearly only one the second Tomb Raider. There's, there's only like one thing you can actually do right now, but there's some like side quests if you want to go over here and like yeah, yeah. do so a thing. Yeah, so there's like a couple extra things that like make your life a little easier sort of. Yeah, and there's like... loot. You get loot. Um so you get like um you get like additional like power up moves that you can attach to your axe. Um, which are like runes that you can swap out, so you can just change those runes on the fly. Um, and you get like different protective gems. You get different, but you get better armor in the game. Um, so the 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 way the leveling works is actually really cool. It's kind of like it's it reminds me a little bit of like Destiny, um, mm-hmm. which is like it's basically your level is just tied to how good the loot is that you have. So it's not like your character like le- Kratos doesn't level up because he earned X amount of experience points. It's like I always I always feel weird about that system though. Like I yeah. like it in theory, but for me it's always like, well, what's the point of this loot if I'm not gonna get over leveled and feel really cool in this area? So you know, so the loot that's always one thing I felt in Skyrim. That's how I felt in Destiny a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's a very interesting thing to think about about the, what is the point of loot. If, as you get better loot, everything levels with you, so then you still have the same kind of challenge. Everything doesn't level with you. There, like, there are parts in the oh, game okay. that, like, that's the thing. Is that the enemies don't level up with you. It's just that, like, the loot levels you up. So, like, everything levels you up. Like, if you if you get a new move, that will that'll increase, oh, your, I see like, that'll increase your, like, level. Like, I, I in, the, in the level scale, is very different. Like, I'm, like, level... 
four right now after like five six hours of playing mm-hmm. like um so it's a very slow level but like you you get a new move it'll increase your level you know percentage a little bit you get better armor you put a new rune in your armor to make it better you the runes themselves have levels so the higher level those are the more they'll bump up your score you can upgrade those runes to get to make them more powerful or make, okay it's so anything you do like that brings your character level up um, and the enemies are just there. Whatever le- their level is, is just like an indicator of like where you should probably be. Like you know, so I like early in the game, like very early in the game, Amber and I were like, "What's down? Over- What's down this little side path?" And we went down there, and there's a dude that was like level five, and we're level one still, and he just like one shot, like one hit, and we're and we were dead. And we're like, "Oh, okay, that's we're cool. Not okay, so to go there yet? Like, kind yeah, of that thing. sounds a bit different than what it, ma- but it may sound like originally. No, no, sorry, but that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So that and then like what happened was I went and did. I got to the area of the game where it kind of opens up, and basically went because i'm that sort of person and i went and explored like every single piece of nook and cranny i I could find um got a bunch of cool loot and leveled up a little bit and then like went back to the main story and i was like and i was just like burning through the the enemies at that point because the the, and that's okay that's cool because i like that because that makes it satisfying and i'm like oh cool i've done all this because it's a linear story player story game they don't i don't think they had to feel the need to make it so that everything scales they just have set enemies at set points in the game that are that level and so if you've leveled up a lot then you'll be more powerful than them if you haven't leveled up a lot then they'll be tougher but then you'll get you know better stuff off of them so um yeah it's kind of hmm. kind of like that um so pretty good game you're playing yeah. on you have the original playstation 4 right you yeah i don't, pro, I don't have the so. pro so it is just on the so, uh, I, hear, looks, I hear it looks very looks good very still. good still yeah I, I mean that's how i felt about horizon i was like man this game still looks good like even though yeah you know it's, it's not that pro feature it's still i think the biggest thing that i've heard about the pro in general is that HDR is the thing, and I don't, have, HDR, I don't have a TV that has HDR, so I feel like uh, I'm not. I was say HDR out. is actually on a regular PlayStation anyway. Oh, it's not even on the pro. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, that. I mean it's it's on both, but yeah, uh, they patched it in where it could do it. I actually have an HDR TV now. I bought a new one um, with 4K, and whoa, uh, whoa, yeah, so and that Xbox One X is what you're saying. Honestly, <laughs> dude, it makes me so mad. Like I'm like, because my Xbox is out front. And I got this 4K TV, and I'm like, awesome. Like, I'm going to play out, like, all the native apps. Like, I could see Amazon and 4K and all that stuff. But if I ever want to get, like, a Blu-ray or anything, like a 4K Blu-ray, I can't. Like, if I buy a PlayStation oh. Pro, I can't do that. Even though I play most of my games on PlayStation, it doesn't have the stupid uh, uh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray player. player on it. But so doesn't it the Xbox, kind of like, Xbox does, though, right? The yeah. Xbox X does. does yeah. It does. Even the S has it. Like, they yeah. all have the... the like, and, and PlayStation, like, has an ownership in the Blu-ray. I know! That's what makes no sense! It makes me so mad. Yeah. And, like, because I'd be like, oh, cool, I could play Monster Hunter, like, higher resolution or something. Or, like, any other type of game that comes out. I'd be like, oh, that'd be cool. But at this point, it's like, I can't justify that extra money even though I have, like, a 4K. And even yeah. then, like, because the HDR works, like, everything looks super awesome and really crisp and clear mm-hmm. and has that, um, has that really great color. Like, yeah, anytime. yeah. What's really impressive is when your screen goes like black, black, and it's like, oh, it looks like it's off, and then it's like, rah, it's bright. Yeah, it looks really cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's like half the reason I want to get a, a, a 4K TV or some kind is basically just to use HDR. It's yeah, kind of like the only reason I HDR is awesome, but sometimes it doesn't work on every single thing. It's kind of a mess. I'd still say kind of weird. Yeah, I'm not in any rush. My TV's yeah. fine, it's, and I don't play a ton of games on my, you know, my mine, mine anyway. was just on. Mine was very much on sale, so I was like, oh, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like it a lot. Um, the 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 dialogue is great in the game. Um, the the kid is interesting. He's not my son. He's not annoying. Yeah, he Kratos just goes boy, 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 boy. boy. Um, I like it. 
you know, I've heard some not so great things about it, and I've I've heard that like it doesn't really address the previous game's misogyny. Um, it, it more so is like about the previous game's violence. I think is what they were. I, I think I think the developers thought that would be an easier thing to tackle. Uh, probably considering it was probably developed. I don't know. The, I don't know for certain, but it's probably developed by a bunch of men. Considering it's about fatherhood, it's probably you know the story is probably written by a bunch of men, so it's probably like they're like it'll be easier for us to address the yeah <laughs> the, the violence. We're gonna have to hire you women for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. But it's and it's and I've heard that like the game drags in the last half, like the pacing gets bad, um, and you know some of the some of the characters don't get the 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 dues that they they deserve. But with that said, um, I'm looking forward to it. I've been excited to play more of it. I just um, I haven't played any last night, uh, and I wanted to, but I was very, very tired, so I didn't have time. But yeah, just stay up all night, like I've been doing when I play this game called Frostpunk. That game seems like this kind of game. I stay up the all game, night. If I, if game. All the games that you've listed to, this are the games that are the bad thing to play at night because you will just not stop playing them until. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. Um, I mean, I know that's true of the second one in your list, uh, oh, for for, sure. especially for you. The few times it's happened is extra and kind of funny. All right, so Frostpunk. Frostpunk is I was assigned between this game and BattleTech. Mm-hmm. Believe it's called BattleTech. Yeah, that's it. Um, which is that Mech Warrior game that seems pretty cool. But I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, but Frostpunk. Like the aesthetic is totally like what I want, and I really want to check out this like kind of. I felt like a city builder. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like a city builder type game. And Frostpunk is basically a survival city builder with um, a very uh, Snowpiercer type mechanic yeah. where it's like, oh man, it's the end of the world. Everyone from London's been driven north, which seems like a bad place yeah, to go. When it's, when it's cold. cold. Yeah, but whatever. Like that's like, yeah, it's what they said. I was like, why? Um, uh, it also is uh, from the um, This War of Mine. Uh, yes, devs. This War of Mine developers made it. And I always had, like, I liked This War of Mine a lot, actually, but I always felt like. It was a little bit too hopeless in a lot of ways. While Frostpunk is, it's still hopeless, but like I liked this War of Mine quite a lot. But yes, I, least, I I definitely like didn't ever like get to. I'm not even sure it has an end. It might, but I, I never it might. I never got to uh, the War of Mine. Also, like every person you meet is like usually bad, which is kind of annoying. While like Frostpunk, no, like, oh, you, there's no you one like, else. Alive. You like rob a bunch of people and yeah, and you steal you, stuff. You, and it's you, like this is how it is. Yeah, you got to be bad. Uh, yeah. uh, Frostpunk is interesting though because it um. It has the whole mechanic of, like, you start off with, like, these people who've just been, ex- not really exiled, they just left. Like, we could find a better place. And they find this giant-ass generator mm. in the middle of this, like, crater. And they're like, all right, we're going to build, uh, we're going to get some coal, and we're going to start this generator up, and we're going to all live around it. So the way the buildings are set up are, like, in a big circle area. So it's all circle around this generator, and it slowly builds out. Now, the closer you are to the generator, the more heat's generated. And the big thing about this game is having enough heat to heat your... Uh, keep your uh inner civilization warm so at the beginning you're like i'm building some tents and then as you get farther and farther out you're like okay well these tents aren't going to cut it because there's no insulation now we're going to work up to these bunk houses eventually we're going to work up to houses and get and be able to actually create like stuff that can kind of survive but as time goes on and what's right, right about this game is it's constantly pushing and pulling so as you as you continue to slowly get better and better you're like okay now i can instead of just gathering coal we can now get coal mines mm-hmm. and actually mine into the ground and get like a good system out of coal. It's like, that's awesome. But it's also now colder. So now you're going to have to research upgrades to upgrade your generator to make it more efficient, to make it have a longer range of with a heat output and to have it be more powerful heat to counteract this 
incoming cold. Right. And so there's a whole bunch of like push and pull about your technologies and researching it and then trying to get it in time. And, and like how get, much like, you 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 burn versus how much you, you yeah. save, which then means like people aren't as happy, but mm-hmm. then it means that you know you're got more coal left in case you know that's exactly stuff like that. So there's a lot of different things all coming together at once. There's all these other mechanics such as like you can build a search party to go out and search for resources and scavenge them. Um, find other survivors and send them back to send them back because after a while people get sick because maybe your generator ran out of coal for a second Mm -hmm. but people get sick they'll get they'll start dying and then you have to replace those people with more people or you're just kind of like well now you can build a hospital right you can can build a hospital so another big thing about this game is besides the technology is the um laws that you pass right so the beginning you you start off with these adaptation laws which are like um all kind of based around your survival, all based around survival. So it's like, one of them is like, oh, the first thing I always do is I'm like, child labor, let's do it. Let's go, <laughs> the children. First thing, the first thing, that's what you say? Well, because you, you do it for safe jobs, like jobs that children can do. They're not going to die during it. Like, it's all like, oh, gather this coal from this mine. Eventually, you can put children in unsafe jobs, but I never did that. <laughs> okay, oh, sure, that makes it okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, um, that's the, that's the, um, that's the yeah. podcast title. That's the, Never put them in bad jobs. Uh, it's the uh, child labor. Let's go. Let's go right away. Let's get that going. First thing. Um, you just get way more people to use. Anyway. They work way slower, though. They're way I hope, really I hope, I hope It's harder I am, than the carol like coal. I hope you are never in charge of an apocalyptic city. Nah, it's fine. City. Well, okay, okay. I guess. But then there's always other choices like, oh, hey. Let's do this thing where you have longer shifts or you yes. can work 24 Let's hours. Where everybody work all the time. Work 24-hour shifts. Like, it sucks, but we got to do it for survival. And it, there's this other mechanic that you're dealing with uh, called discontent and hope. And you want discontent to not rise all the top and hope to, to be all the way at the top. Yeah. Otherwise, they will kick you out and banish you because as a leader. Yeah. Um, so as soon as you enact, like, 24-hour shifts, even just the idea of it. <laughs> Just the idea of it, people will be like, "What the hell is he doing?" And the only thing that's and, the only way you know that is because you've definitely done it. Of course. Well, it almost like suggest for, railroads you into doing that first thing first. Like you might not actually use it, but just it's like, hey, you know, we're kind of low on coal right now, guys. So just because it's so early in the game, you probably want to like get a jump on that coal. So why don't you uh, make them work twenty four hours? Like that's probably a good idea. Um, and and even and even before you even enable it, they're just like. No, no, we don't want that. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I do like is about this game is no matter how weird the policy is, like there's always like this these people, like maybe like three different dialogue boxes that pop up from your citizens yeah. that are like, oh, I get it. Like, I understand we're in dire times. Like, I really don't want to put my son to work. But, you know, sometimes I have to. And I'm just like, our children are the most important thing of our future. If we don't see them, they're like their hope will be done. So it's like, ah, this difficult decision sucks. Yeah. Um, like a life or death kind of survival situation. Yeah. yeah. So um, minor spoilers for the game. As you go through the game a little bit, uh, you you unlock all these different tech trees and stuff like that. So first time I played, I didn't realize there was different tech trees or a whole different side. So I was like, man, they really want me to build this beacon. And then everyone just died. And they just died because nobody. I didn't know how to build the beacon. And they got really sad and kicked me out. Uh, that makes um, sense. Another time, I turned the heater on overheat, and it didn't alert me to turn it off, and it exploded and killed everyone. Wow. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, eventually, though, as I figured it out, like I learned to kind of like, okay, here's what you need to do. And I was able to beat the, beat the first scenario, because there's three different scenarios, but I was able to beat the first one. Um, anyway, but halfway through the scenario, like 
people start getting discontent no right. matter what. Like, what happens is you're exploring, and this is minor spoilers, but I don't think it really matters. You're, ex- you're exploring, and you find an abandoned camp of something similar to yours, but everyone is dead. Mm-hmm. And so that news travels back home to where you are, like, and everyone's oh, like, no. oh, my God, we're going to die here just like those people do. We should have never left London. London's too big to fail. And so they're like, well, why don't we start rallying together people? And so as you play through the game... These people car- start gathering them, these kind of like exile people mm-hmm. that are going to leave. And they're going to all band together at some point and leave unless you can con- convert the hope that has suddenly gone all the way down after they hear this news. Start getting it back up to where the Londoners start losing uh, votes. So then it unlocks this other tree besides adaptation for your laws. And you got two choices. You can either go like the order and law side or you can go the faith and discipline side or something mm-hmm. like that. It's faith. Faith-based. So basically what's interesting about this game is it's like here are the two kind of situations you do you can have. And uh the first time I chose um the order and discipline as opposed to faith. And it starts off being like very benign. It's like, okay, we're just gonna put some guard towers, make sure people don't do some things. And then after a while you're putting up other things it's like like, fences, like now we got a now we got a police squad, now we got a prison, then we got all these things that kind of that are kind of like, Ugh, okay, like this is because society's not good. And then he eventually starts going to like, now we have a propaganda center. Yeah. As soon as you build that, like you get a whole bunch, like a bunch of people get discontent, but a bunch of people get hope because they're getting all this propaganda. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, that's an interesting thing, whereas the farther you go, the worse it kind yeah. of gets. And I failed that run. So I went down the faith path this time, and it starts off kind of the same way. It's like, okay, we're going to build some churches. You know, people could, you know, go to a place of worship, get some hope. Then you can build some shrines. Okay, that's cool. Okay, now we're going to start uh, having a religious squad come around and, like, start um, not uh, dispersing crowds that kind of start to go against the word of what we're saying. Oh, now we're going to get, like, this... Um, now we're going to say, like, you have to pledge to the same religion all the same time or else no one else. Now we're going to have evening, mandatory evening prayers. Yeah. Now we're going to have, like, so it goes, yeah, like, no matter way what, too far. It's like, you know, when you're in that situation, you are going into a bad, you're going down exactly. a bad direction in the, in the long run. And then there's one where it's, like, you become, I think it's, like, right before the end. There's, like, a very top tier one where it's, like, you become a, uh, the the voice of God or something sure, like that. Right. Like you become like the person to like say, oh, whatever we I say goes because God is telling me these instructions or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. Um, and then I think you got one more section and it's like too crazy. But I only tur- to be fair, I only did that because we're all <laughs> literally everyone is literally freezing and they were like, we're gonna kill, we're gonna leave. So I turned that on and was like, I'm I'm the one you should all listen to. We'll be fine. We only got two more days until this crazy cold storm passes. And I did it and made it and beat the game. And then the end, it's like, yeah, you guys survived. But at what cost? Mm-hmm. You abused the faith or something yeah. like that. It's like you turned it into something it shouldn't have been. And I'm like, oh, I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I think and, um, um, I read Waypoint's review of this game. Um, and, yeah. And, and uh, Rob Zachney, who did that review, did a really good job of kind of bringing up that point of like if you survive at any cost then sometimes that cost is like Too is great. like yeah it is like it becomes not it doesn't become survival anymore you know what i mean like it's not yeah or like what's the point of living if it's just as terrible as it was before yeah sort of thing. exactly which is interesting and i i like that i like that it kind of actually is a game that's like this could have been a survival game um uh, where you just banished. have a good there, there's like there's like yeah there's like an option to be good and then you you know that's it you just don't you just do it don't yeah do the bad thing. It, it, 
or or there's just no real uh political kind of slant. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh, this is just how it is, sort of thing. Like Banished was one of those games I really liked. It was one of those like, survivors settlers got banished out of their like castle and had to kind of set up their own little kind of medieval style plateau, mm-hmm. you know, settlement. And that game was really cool, but I kind of felt the same way I did this, where I once I beat it, I was like, eh, what's the reason to go back? But this one, because of that last line that came up when I beat it, it was like, man, well, what cost? I'm like, oh, man, I bet I could try doing it next time, be a little more efficient, and not have to pass those uh, so many faith laws or so many uh, discipline mm-hmm. laws, which are the ones that, if you think about it, are the ones that are actually not really helping the community, but are more just kind of helping them just manage, just have hope. Just be more, more like it's all about making, maintaining control. Like exactly. You're, you're less helping them and more just making sure no one leaves because I guess... Well, if they leave, it will that, literally yeah, descend into chaos. I guess that will but, help them, quote-unquote, but it is like... yeah. But in the end, it's like it's kind of towards you not being kicked out, which yeah. is a very... Very interesting. Um, there's some other cool, cool thing, cool in quotes, uh, where you can like, you have the choice of being like, okay, what do we do with these people? Do we, uh, when they start getting sick, like if they're too sick, do we take care of them? Do we put them in a care house, or do we just amputate whatever we need to do, and then they just sit, sit there and do nothing? Yeah. And like I did that, I was like, I want to do amputation. That's fine because they'll be okay. <laughs> and then, but because like later you don't build um, amputee tools after like for a while. Like, some people would start killing themselves because they're like, I don't want to, f- I feel like I'm just a burden on society. Like, I can't help. I just sit here in this room and just take up resources. I'm just going to kill myself. It's no point for me living here. And I'm like, dude, dude, what? That's not good. Um, but eventually I was able to build, amp- you able to build, like, amputee tools so you can get back to work. They're not as efficient, but they still are able to, like, contribute. Yeah. Um, it's, I really, I really like this game because it, is a little bit it has just enough narrative hook into it than just being a pure survival simulator mm-hmm. that it makes you feel a little bit more attached to these people even though you don't kind of get in the granular level that you do in like this war of mine where it's like oh man i got like five people i gotta really take care of them mm-hmm. or six or seven it's like no you have about like a hundred or so yeah. and um seeing all those dynamics and being like, okay, like I want to keep people alive and keep them warm. Otherwise I'll get sick. And then my efficiency will go down because a lot of people will be taking this sick absence. And it's a lot of different like branching pathways that you can go down, even though it's all kind of the same scenario. Like it's just going to get colder. Like that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to get colder until the end of the game when you pass it or beat it. Right. Um, so I'm excited to try some of the other scenarios. Cause one of them is like, and that's, that's the other thing I heard is that once you've played a scenario, you kind of like know how, like you'll know yeah. what you need to like the correct thing to do. Um, it's true. Um, but I think that's kind of how I feel about all these kind of games is after you get through a certain point, you're just kind of like, okay, now I know the optimal path. Yeah. Now I'm going to do the optimal path. Wow. That was satisfying. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to touch this game anymore. Right. Um, that's how I feel about like most city builders. I really enjoy them. Even like, um, planet coaster stuff like that like i get to a certain point where i'm just like all right i just don't have any more fun with this sort of yeah. game it's cool but it's just not for me anymore um but this is a very unique take on that that genre especially with the the way it looks so cool and the way they present heat like as soon as you turn on these little like you get these heaters you can put in the middle streets that kind of send this glow around to keep like kind of far away outposts warm when they're not close to the theater or uh the center of the generator and it has like as soon as you turn them on you see all the snow off the top of the like, buildings like melt off, and all this yeah. stuff around it and it gets kind of like this muddy look to it and i'm like ah oh, it just looks so cool That's and cool. like cold and yeah it's really cool uh, you should definitely i think i think it's definitely worth a check yeah out. yeah I, I, will, really I will i will check it out for sure 
Grimdark. Um, you been playing some other uh, less recent releases as well. Less dark. Well, oh, here they're kind of less recent releases, but more updated That's releases. True. So, I, uh, uh, me, and my girlfriend have been starting to play Stardew Valley again because they released the multiplayer update, which, is awesome. which has been teased for a long time. It is a, uh, it's in beta right now. So it's got Amber, a little bit Amber of bugs. And I, Amber and I like. both love this game, so I, I feel like that's yeah, really obvious. And they've done enough updates that makes it a little bit different. The beginning is still kind of similar, but I think it's playing with another person is weird. So a lot of things are right. shared, and a lot of things are like, not. Can you still so, like date people and stuff? When you can still date people, you can still get married to other people. Do, do they um, just all share a house. <laughs> everyone just shares a house. Well, you have different houses, oh, so okay. everyone has their own cabin. I didn't know that. So they got these okay. different cabins that go around. And your money is shared, your skills are not shared, your relationships are not scared, shared, um, your you inventories are not person? shared. I don't know. I don't think so. That, that'd be fun. Maybe. That, I've never that, tried that. would be fun to try. <laughs> we haven't got that deep into it yet. Um, that'd be, uh, yeah. But uh, there are some like kind of weird quirks. But I really like it so far. Like it makes a lot of things easier. Like going into the caves is way easier because you got two people running through mm-hmm. and slicing stuff. But the problem is, is also it's sort of harder in different ways because the loot that comes out of the caves it's one loot. You just get one thing. So it's like here's one sword. And it's like, well, now who gets the sword? Who gets this nice new pair of shoes? Like who gets this sort of thing? Oh, kind of adds a so whole it like have there's... any kind of like server based like yeah, like... like nothing like here's two because there's two people yeah. in here or. Also, like, oh, we're going to upgrade. I upgraded my watering can because we decided I was going to get the watering can upgrade and she was going to get the axe upgrade. Do you share resources? Do you share, like... Because you share money. Oh, and the money is, that's like... That's weird, too. Yeah. And it sounded fine at first, but then you get into it and it's like, oh, it's a little bit harder to do stuff because you also have the same amount of crops anyway because you have the same amount of money. Right, yeah. So, so you kind of have to buy double of everything. Yeah, so you have to, like... I mean, I guess it's... You should play it as if you're playing by yourself, but you'll just play it more efficiently because, like, while you're watering crops, she can go chop down trees or you know, or whatever. Yeah, or, or go chop down trees, which we've been doing. Like, or whereas, one of us can forage, like, one of us can go fishing. Yeah, but rather than both of you guys buying your own crops and both of you planting your own crops, it's like we'll just plant, we'll just plant one crops. But yeah, it's, you're you're operating off the same like income system, both in terms of loot and in terms of money. Mm-hmm. But you've got two people to buy things for, so that's definitely yes. a man. It's like it's like real marriage. It's like real I know, marriage. right? You're sharing the like, same. What you spent all that money uh, on that hoe? <laughs> that hoe's not even worth it. Don't talk about my side. Don't talk about my side thing like that. <laughs> you gotta um, find out if you can date the same person. Please find out. Honestly, it's it's really cool though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that seems like a great little a like chill, and... like great way to like just hang out and relax, like. Yeah, it's it's funny because I was playing it like late at night, and I was like, "Man, I forgot how like relaxing this game is." I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like it's so chill, and having another person do it, it's like, "Man, work's still getting done, even though I'm just sitting here mm-hmm. talking <laughs> that's, to that's, like fishing that's or whatever." That's how you do most things. <laughs> Being bad at fishing, I know. It's great relationship advice. Um, yeah, I I think as minor bugs, but I definitely recommend it if you want to play with someone else. But it does feel like a little bit more separated than most other co-op games. You kind of just have like that shared pool of money and that shared farm. Mm-hmm. And then kind of everything else is separate because you're leveling up on different ways, you know? Right. You're, you're, someone's combat might be higher. Someone's uh, mining might be higher. Her farming is more, so she has to make all the sprinklers. And I'm like, all right, well, you got to make all the sprinklers then. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'll get you the loot. You're never good at mining. You're never gonna live up your farming because she's making all the sprinklers. Exactly. So it's kind of like it's weird. It's weird, but you know what? I'm glad it's there. Yeah, it seems um, fun. I definitely, 
diving back into that game is cool and i'm excited to see all the kind of new stuff they added they've added a few different things throughout the while it's this game's got a lot of good uh post-launch support um so i, I talked about hearthstone's witchwood a little while ago how that new expansion came out i've been playing it um but now for some reason i guess they delayed it the single player's out the single player part oh, of cool. it which surprise it's almost the exact same thing as cobalt's catacombs sort of dungeon run-esque thing where you go as far as you can try to be eight bosses mm-hmm. um which is cool i'm glad they did that they've done a couple little tweaks though instead of playing the eight uh or nine classes that you can normally play you now get to choose these kind of like four different pre-classes that are made hmm. so they're like this person's a hunter but their ability is like to throw out a minion that has rush on it and that's cool. Like it, it makes it a little bit different, and they also interact with characters differently because they all have their own little backstory. It's very light. It's very minor, but it's a slight change that kind of makes you feel a little bit more like this is special as opposed to like, oh, I know how to do this because I played a paladin. Here's the best things. It's like, oh no, this character has like a cannon that you shoot every turn, and depending on the cards I get as I do dungeon runs, I will get better stuff to upgrade my cannon. That'll be really cool and change it changes how you play it. So I think it's a nice little evolution on the Cobalt's Catacombs thing. Um, plus they give you a lot of packs for it, which was cool. So I just want to say, like, you know, this is a good time if you're not into the whole uh Nope. I'm not, the whole Hearthstone I'm not thing. Into it. If you're not in the whole Hearthstone thing, like the single player mode's still pretty good anyway. Yeah, still pretty that's good. Fine. I, I lost I lost <laughs> in like the first round of like the introductory battles to Hearthstone, the base pack, so I was just like, nah. I'm not in this. Not you know what? That's fine. Like, That's against fine. CPU, I I guess played the second CPU player that you play in that game. I lost very badly, and I was like, "Well, I'm this, done. <laughs> this game's not for me." Uh, so then another thing I did over the weekend um is not so much a game as more of an experience, kind of like most VR things are. Oh, I think I saw um, some pictures from this. Yeah, so this is the Void, which is in downtown Disney. The Void. The Void. They in the past they've done a Ghostbusters type thing, but this is the first oh, time they've I've done heard sort of that. a I heard the um, Star Wars type thing, which is basically um, multiplayer location based VR is what they want. I want to call it, location based VR. So you wear like a big backpack thing and walk around. You wear a backpack, around, which you're not like mm-hmm, you walk around. You're not tethered to anything. You just have this backpack with uh, I assume a computer on it. And it's hooked up to some Wi-Fi or whatever magical stuff they got. You get this custom-built helmet with, like, an Oculus headset on top. But it's much more intuitive to put on. It's not just, like, you know, pull the strap, pull that strap. It's just, like, put this thing on your head, pull this one strap, and then flip the Pfizer down. Mm-hmm. So um, this is based on Star Wars. It's based around the time Oh, I love of, the Star um, Wars. Have you heard of the Star Wars? It's, it's all right. It's pretty good. I hear there's a, um, I hear there's a new one coming out. Yeah, this is good. Um, now. This, now this just, podcast will not be dated because that's always relevant. I know. I also just realized that I'm pretty sure the stream has not been playing my audio. Oh no! Because it's set to my default. <laughs> How, long? Ah! How long? has that been? That's literally been the whole time. It, anyway, now my... it's that. Now you can hear us, man. I that's hilarious. I because every like every week I've been like I should check. I'll check the stream. And I check it and listen to it. Oh no, it's been just this time. I think I know. So I'm saying every week I check it and listen to it and go like oh uh, the one time you today don't. is the one time I'm like ah you know what Ethan's been doing this a while. He doesn't. He doesn't need, <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. He doesn't, fine. Need to, he doesn't need me to check it. And this one time, man, 
That's hilarious. Well, this, this stream is going to be useless. That's an hour of talking. That's yeah, he might as well delete it. Anyway, uh, so the podcast still don't lives. Don't worry, everybody. That's what's uh, if you're watching the stream now, it'll be working fine. <laughs> anyway, so um, you go in. And it's about thirty bucks a person, which that's is not that's that a, bad. That's like, that's it's not that bad. Like escape room prices. Yeah, it's about escape room prices. I don't think it's as long as an escape room, but it's also sure. something you really can't get anywhere in an escape room. It's on its own kind of level sure, of sure, thing. Sure. Um, so I went in with uh, I went in with three other friends, and uh, went to you. You brought in, and it's like, hey, you remember Cassian from Rogue One? Remember Rogue One? This is all based on Rogue One-ish oh, stuff. Is it? That's a weird yeah, choice. Which is kind of a weird choice. It's a weird choice. It's Secrets of the Empire. And the first person's like, hey, you're rebels. All right, guys, why don't you come in here and get this mission from... They actually got Diego Luna to actually say stuff, oh, that's which is kinda cool. that's kind of neat. Yeah, he's, it's fully licensed. Oh, you know what's funny is I walked up front and we're like, hey, uh, we got our tickets. We're, are we good? She's like, oh, just to let you know, like this whole thing in here is canon. And oh, uh, it's a fully immersive oh, thing. And I'm like, gosh. okay, God, yeah, all right, Shut cool. up. Whatever. This poor lady. She's been like so many people. It was so crowded. That was a surprising thing. Like escape rooms. It's always like I go there and like, I'm like, oh, this is like empty. Well, like, There's like, you like one you other schedule person. an escape room. So yeah, well, you have to schedule this oh, too. You buy it online. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, escape rooms like very scheduled. Of like every time I've been to them, it's like I see the people. Le- I see the people in front of us like walking out, and then like yeah, that's pretty much that's, it. Then it, that's like what I. Then then they're done. And then this one, but I guess because it's also in downtown Disney, there's so many people yeah. coming by and being like, "What is this thing? It looks cool." Like they got screens out front and everything. Um. So then you 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 know you scan your badge in, you put your name in, and then you go into this room. Cassian briefs you, and it's like you got to follow this this thing. Okay, cool. I'll follow this thing. Um. And then you pick your stormtrooper outfit, and then you go in, you suit up, you put on this backpack where you strap the things down, you put on this headset. Um, the guy's really – it's pretty intuitive. Like, it only takes maybe about two minutes, two, three minutes to get all set up and all that mm-hmm. stuff, so it's not too bad. Um, and then you just w- start walking around, and you go into, like, this, like, loading bay where it's just this kind of, like, small room. And then it says, okay – uh, why don't you guys flip your headsets down and see how everything looks? And immediately, what was really crazy is just flipping it down and seeing all my friends that were there all of a sudden turn to stormtroopers. Like, they're all just standing there with stormtrooper outfits on. And I was just like, it took me a second to be like, whoa, those are like, those are everyone I know. And then immediately it opens up and is like, hey, now you're going into this thing. And then you take like a flight over to this area and you can hear all these kids, like people screaming in the background. They got people in the background doing all this stuff. And I, I didn't realize why they were screaming so much. And then, um, get in there and uh k2so from rogue one fame comes in and is like hey this is the mission we're going to fly in you guys are disguised stormtroopers and you're going to try to infiltrate this base and see this crazy cargo thing these people are collecting okay okay cool this will go perfectly fine nothing will go wrong what was weird is that you get into this place and it's like you should sit down and it's like okay and you see this board and i'm like man i don't know i guess i'll sit down i felt it and i'm like oh there's actually like a place to sit here. Oh so yeah, I sat down. Like, it's, a, it's a physical space that they've planned out in advance. To... Yeah, they planned it all out in advance. And I saw K two, and I was like, I wonder if I can touch him. If I can touch him, I touch him. And they have a dummy there yeah. to make you feel like you can actually feel him. And they have hand tracking. It's not the greatest hand tracking I've ever seen, but like you can actually like move your hands and it'll articulate all your fingers. Okay, interesting. And see them. Um, I mean, that, which... that's something that that's something that I think that is always missing from VR. Um, not, not the hand checking exclusively, but like the feeling of a physical presence. Um, mm-hmm. because every time I looked at it, it's like, oh, sure, I'm walking around, but I'm not really. I'm either walking in a tiny square space or sitting, and like my body's moving. Yeah. Or like, 
Yeah, there's no there's I know I can walk through that wall. There's no feedback. Whatever. Like I can go and use the controller to like pinch and pick up a thing, but I don't I don't know if I'm picking. Like I, I'm like, I can that. throw a thing, but I can't tell I'm actually throwing it because I'm not gonna throw the controller out of my hand. But you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, if something hits me, I don't actually know it hit me. You know what I mean? So nothing feels exactly. So I get this real uncanny valley of visual, like uh-huh. mental stuff going on because like it's like it looks and my brain wants to think it's all real, but nothing is actually. It, nothing else is registered. Yeah, so it doesn't work. I think in a lot of ways. So, so the first cool. thing. You- yeah, so this kind of, I feel like, might fix a lot of those issues for you. But, of course, it's not something that you could do anywhere else. Other than this I know, right? Like, But it kind of made me feel like, man, these are really cool experiences. And, I, yeah. and coming out of this, I just wanted more. Some other highlights is you go across this volcano area, and you can smell, like, sulfur. And you oh, can wow. feel so the heat pumped in and like... wind that's coming as you're kind of traveling that's across neat. this, like, hover bridge. It's really cool and really effective looking. Do you do anything? Just... Or is this is like a walking simulator. You kind of walk through everything, but then at some point, at one point, you do walk into this area, and it has um, <laughs> it has these guns, and they're actual. You pick them up, and you feel the gun, and you can actually feel the whole thing. That's cool. And and as soon as you grab it and start shooting, which of course one of our friends immediately started yeah. doing, it's like, oh, your stealth operation's over. So much for subtlety. And then you just go and you start shooting all these stormtroopers, and they fall into lava and all this stuff. And it's, I, I wonder, it's really I wonder cool. what happens if you grab those guns and don't shoot and just walk. I know that's I what I was wondering. Is it? Is it like completely quiet? Like, I don't know. Maybe I've never done it. <laughs> I've only done it once. <laughs> is, this, is, this story same, is this the same friend that yelled the f word really loud and got in trouble? Or... Yeah, no, it's different. Okay. Friend. Uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> so we got to this part where we're shooting all these stormtroopers off this thing. We're all going, ah, like shooting dudes. And I turned to my right and my friend is just pointing the gun at me and just shooting <laughs> me in the face. And I'm like, dude, and he's just like, I got bored. And I'm like, ah, it is cool to hear everyone's voice in like a, a calm outfit. Oh, too, did, did you, you hear you, like, the helmet goes over your head? It goes over your face. It goes over your face. It goes over your ears. So, 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 you're, you're, completely... so you're like hearing the radio version of them. You're hearing uh, the radio version of them. That's actually kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but as Matt mentioned, well, during the part, there was a part where a very scary person comes at you, and my friend just started swearing, and they took the headset off of him and said, stop swearing so much. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that's scary. Was, that means someone was, like, following you guys throughout the whole thing, right? That's the yeah. thing that's weird is I, I want to see, I wish, because at the end they give you a picture. They're like, oh, man, you can buy this picture for, like, 10 bucks if you want, and we'll send it to you. And I'm like, oh, that's a good picture. I'll buy it. But I was wondering if there was, like, a video footage of you walking around this like weird white room yeah like it's like it's like a, it's like a boring in. room with like some dummies and like a, a some... seat on it or whatever you know or yeah whatever exactly it has, like you know and some fans blowing at yeah. you and like whatever and like here's these prop guns in this thing and it's like i want to see what that looks like and us looking like dummies walking around shooting everything like that would be so cool to see that yeah. and, and there, um, must be somebody, know... there must be somebody following you around if somebody is able to lift off his headset and go please don't swear <laughs> then <laughs> then that means someone's uh, like right behind you guys the whole time basically yeah like someone could be watching us the whole time and what's also crazy is just like this door shut you touch the door and it's like oh that is shut and then after it opens in the game it opens in real life and you're like oh shoot like that's like crazy yeah. and you just walk through it um i would say like it is a there is like the ma- the hand tracking is not that great uh it's very short it's only like maybe like 15 17 minutes of it but like i had a blast i had not been like smiling ear to ear the whole time and was just like laughing because i've only played vr games where it's just me i maybe played that one time where i was playing with uh, random online strangers right. on like um rec room or something like that which to be fair was really cool but now i'm playing with a bunch of friends and they're all hanging out, and we're all just 
doing dumb stuff like shooting uh there's like this puzzle that comes up and it's like actually you touch it and you can do like a simon says type mm-hmm. game to get through your next area but you can just shoot it if you want and i just was like shooting it was like boring conversation anyway uh-huh. and then just walking and just walking away i know it's bad but like just doing stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. with your friends is dumb it seems like such a cool idea such a cool concept um that yeah like, I, I, I hope like i heard about the ghostbusters thing too and i heard that was very cool mm-hmm. um it seems expensive and costly to set up but I hope that I hope that it I hope I that it catches like it, on the way escape rooms have really gotten pretty yeah, big. Like, I hope I this, think I think because I would like VR a, like this, and I don't like I don't have any desire to play normal VR. I don't like no. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely changes when you play with other people. Like I think that is something that I was like, oh man, they're and right. the physicality, like, the physicality of it too. Like the amount of customization you could do with like yeah. doorways and seats and, and doing like cool license yeah. stuff like this, where it's like, oh man, everyone loves Star Wars, right? And you can even do you can, you can but you can even do unlicensed stuff too. But you know what I mean? Like you just think like totally. think of like the cool escape room type stuff you could do with a VR. Like yeah, you could you could you act- could even do like an existing normal like escape room style thing of mm-hmm. just like solve this puzzle to get out. But you but just, like, sw- you could do crazy visuals and puzzles that you couldn't yeah. do like if you had no headset kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you could totally take it to the next level, and if you're like, you smart have to have about a game it. designer. Yeah, there's like several game designers to like, you know, model and art and do all the yeah. programming for it. Is the only. Well, thing. What was also cool about it is like, unlike escape rooms, where it's like, okay, this escape room is being used. Like, there's no other way we can get other people in. There could totally put more people in this one and just set them a little bit farther behind you. Yeah, you know, they just have someone there to replace the guns. They can have all these actors in the area. Because it doesn't matter. You can't see them. Like yeah. they're not tracked. What, what if someone like, goes oh, like, really, what if someone goes like really, really slow? You know, or something like that. Like then, the, that. Yeah, I guess that's true. It, but like, I guess it's kind of it, a lot of it's on rails, where it kind of encourages you, and you're also just walking around. Um, one thing I will say is it felt very claustrophobic at certain points, just because there's four people stuffed in these like kind of tiny areas. Sure. And I have no idea if they're real rooms or not. Um, so I was like, I don't want to touch the sides of these walls. Like it's scary. Like I don't want to like do that. Um, but yeah, I think I it totally made me a believer in like location-based vr is like really really cool and i would like to see more of it that's cool and i think for 30 bucks i think it's totally worth experiencing once because it's not really anything you've ever kind of experienced before it's it's completely new i just wish there was a little bit more to it if that makes sense like it's just it was very short i would have maybe liked maybe a half hour long like a half hour mm-hmm. instead of like 15 minutes or whatever because the whole experience is a half hour best including like a briefing like do other than shoot some guys at the end yeah and that was cool um but you could definitely see like they use kind of older tech like the hand tracking was leap motion which has been around for like a couple of years yeah. um you know and i i'm i know that will get better as well as like home vr like all that stuff will kind of improve um i was impressed by how easy they put your headset down because you could even have glasses on and like make it really easy just to have the headset flip down and flip back up and flip down. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I recommend it. And I thought we only reason we went last weekend because we thought we were good there. It was going away, and they thought they were going to take it out. But they're like, oh no, it's a permanent thing here at Downtown Disney. It's been a big hit. Um, what we're doing though is probably going to update it for the solo movie and put some new things in it. Which. I mean, that's cool. Too. That's like, a pretty good just spot. Update that that's stuff. a pretty good spot to have that partnership going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like th- to be in downtown Disney, have a Disney, have a Star Wars license. Like, you could start doing some pretty serious collaborations with like oh, yeah. stuff. You know, depending on that. So, yeah, I recommend it if you have one of those in your area. Um, I, I'd have a list online. Yeah. Um, I I recommend it. I will say I would definitely go with uh, fill the whole group and not go with randoms because yeah. it's just more fun. How how big and is if the group? Four. It's four, yeah. um, because if you do, because we bump into each other a lot, like I feel like it'd be kind of weird to bump into people, yeah. Because 
the tracking is not one to one hundred percent, so it's and like oh, I feel you your don't hand. Have great peripheral vision in a VR, and that too. So. so I bumped into a few people's backpacks, but highly recommend. All right. Well, um, that's all the games we played. We played a lot of games this week compared to last week. So yeah, let's get to, make let's it up get for to it. the news quickly because this news we didn't we did we. Ethan and I did a lot of searching for news. There's really nothing. Really, like, like we really both did news. Um, um, but the first news, the news, the first news is that God of War has become the fastest selling PS4. I've game. heard of this game. Exclusive. PS4 exclusive. Yeah. Um, I guess it is. A, a, it's interesting because I feel like. It makes sense. It makes sense because the last two ex- big exclusives were. Um, Uncharted 4 and Horizon Zero Dawn, and it outsold both of those because it makes sense. Horizon Zero Dawn's kind of a, a new a new one that people are not used to. It's like, oh, it's a new IP. They're going to take a chance on it. Um, and then Uncharted 4, felt like Uncharted 3 kind of ended pretty well, and that wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Unlike God of War 3, which ended quite a while ago. Um, and I feel like... Yeah, I feel like people were kind of done with Uncharted. Even though people say that Uncharted 4 is the best one of the Uncharted games, people were kind of like, I really don't want another Uncharted like, kind of thing. So, yeah. And, and, and this game got a lot of hype. It got a lot of trailers. You know, people and were looking... the reviews are very good when yes, it came out. exactly. So I feel like that is uh, not crazy surprising. It makes sense. Congrats to Sony for having you know exclusives while <laughs> Xbox has nothing. nothing. Hey, they, Although I am excited for Sea of Thieves, play that. was a good game. Are you still subscribing? You still uh, got that gamer pass going? No, I, don't I actually, I I'm actually technically re- do, but I, it's, I have a reminder to cancel it before it renews. So I might renew it though because I do want to play Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves two is coming out this month. Cool. Yeah, and for ten bucks, eh, it's not bad. Whatever, I'll pay it. Yeah. Um, here's a cool thing that's been rumored for a while and is still not technically confirmed, but is now almost almost completely confirmed, which is that uh, the SNK Neo Geo Mini uh, is um, probably, well, is almost 100% a real thing at this point. Like, it is not officially confirmed, but there are, like, full pictures and video of this, what this thing will look like. Um, yeah. Uh, has, like... Basically, a little mini arcade cabinet is what it looks like, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, it like looks it, neat. it's got it's got like a like an iPad style you know, size of screen in it, um, and it is um, it's got four face buttons, start, and then um, a you know joystick, and then it has like a, it has an HDMI out on the back, so you can run weird. it to a TV if you want to play these games on TV. Um, well, it also comes with controllers. Yes, exactly. So if you want, you can Does run it come those with from those? There. We don't know if it comes with those, right? It I just don't know. Who there, knows? there are controllers. Um, so you can, yeah, so then you can plug in controllers and play it like that if you want. Um, it, it's gonna come with apparently 40 different games. Um, it's quite a lot, but, uh, but five of them are King of Fighters games yeah, and three of them are Metal Slug which games. Which is, so. like, kind of what you'd expect if you were gonna make an SNK pack. Is, like, is. mostly that. Um, but I'd be inter- interested to know what the full library of games is, because, um... There, you know, SNK's library is not the biggest ever, but there is a pretty deep, there is a pretty large, you know... Um, library of old yeah. classic arcade games in there, so I, I wonder what they'd uh, what they'd put in. Um, well, I mean, this comes off the off the heels of the Sega Mega Mini Sega Mega Drive Mini. Man, what a name! Um, and you the know, Mega Mini Drive would have been better actually. The, or, yeah, the, or, the, or the or the Mini Mega Drive. The Mini Mega Drive would have been, I think, good. Mini Mega Drive. Um, which is kind of like how Nintendo's been doing it. Which is. You know they're all copying Nintendo. Let's be honest. They all saw the, the the success of the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic. They're copying it, and 
what's funny though about the Sega one, and I have no idea if they're doing this, but also Neo Geo kind of suffers from the same issue, is that the Sega one is also releasing simultaneously with, I believe, a um, like a flashback game like pack mm-hmm. that you can play on like normal consoles, so you don't have to buy this thing. You know, uh, you get it gets its own sort of like uh, own sort of collection of games too that you can just buy and put on like your. I don't know if it's on Switch, but like on your Xbox and stuff like that. Right. And and Neo Geo games have been coming out for a while, like on being ported to you know normal modern consoles and things like that. Um, while Nintendo games have not really like they don't really come to modern consoles. They used to. They came on the Wii U, but no one played that. And then the Wii. Um, so it was definitely a, a drive for, I guess, the hardware. I think the hardware is more of the draw of it than, at least that's what they're banking on, is these cheap Raspberry Pis or whatever they are inside, um, hooked up with, like, a cool, like, gimmick around it. Right. It's like, look how cool I am with this cool thing. I don't know. I, I Are you of any interest in this? This looks really cool. Like, I'm not a huge SNK fan. I, I really like Metal Slug. That's kind of it. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah. with that said, like this looks really cool. Like I do like the fact that it does have its own like screen inside of it that like, you can like kind of take with well, you. Well, because it's supposed bring to be like an arcade. Places. I mean, like you know, like they the Neo Geo technically was a home console, arcade but, cabinet. It was, but like they made like a home console version of it, which is like was like a it was like seven hundred dollars something like that back in like nineties money, yeah. you know, when it came out. Um, but yeah, it's mostly an arcade cabinet, so this really fits and it looks stylish. It looks like really sleek and. Um, if it, you know, if it has all these buttons and like controller ports on it, and if it's not priced, you know, up to hell, Insane. yeah, and if it, and yeah. if it's not like impossibly hard to find, then it's tough though. Will... It's gonna have a screen in it. It's gonna cost a lot it's, of money if it has yeah, a screen. Yeah, it. it's and it's gonna be heavy. Like, it's gonna be big, and it doesn't have two controllers like supported normally. Like it doesn't have like a two. Because when I think of arcade games, I think of like two joysticks next to each other. This one only has one. Um, right, but that's what the controllers are for. I'm pretty, you know, totally. Like, like I, it has two controller ports, so um, I think that's the that's the solution there is that you'd use that. Which it looks like those are joysticks on the controllers. It's hard to tell. Um, yeah, I, I can't. They look like full on joysticks, yeah. but they could also just be like weird D pads. It's kind of big it, sticks. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to to see. But those look like those might be those are those are fight sticks. Like they're eight directional sticks for sure. But just like it's like a weird D pad solution or is it like an actual like click stick who knows only time will tell when they actually announce it yep um but it looks neat i'm i'm excited for that i'll be excited to hear more all right well you know you're also excited about more Uh, more battle royales more boyle royales so boyle royales Royales. so what's interesting about this one is it's a battle right, which I don't know. It's sure, a MOBA. it's one of those MOBAs that came sure, out. Sure, I've heard of that. No, I haven't. I heard the name. I don't remember what it does different, but it's called Battle Right Royale. Get it? Um, so <laughs> it'll be twenty people sent onto an island that's thirty times larger than Battle Right's standard arena map, which is basically probably like a regular MOBA, and it's going to be top-down perspective. So this is the first time I've seen a game that's not a shoot man's game take the battle royale mode and kind of put it into its own yeah. thing. Where it's about like survival, map awareness, builds, and a little bit of luck. You know, depending on if you get the right spot in that big circle. Huh. Um, yes, they're yeah, so, keeping it into a um, 
the keeping it in the, the in the kind of like MOBA style. Are you still gonna like level up and buy yeah. items? I don't know if this game has like leveling mm-hmm. up and doesn't, items. Doesn't say on here. I assume maybe a little bit. Maybe there might be like huh. a little forest to grind on and you level up a little bit and get into that thing, which is, you know, kinda how PUBG is, like or Fortnite. Like you do get an advantage if you get better mm-hmm. guns sort of thing. I don't know if it's gonna be level based or I don't know if it's gonna be tool based. Um, but it is interesting that uh, to see – I'm always curious to see where this genre will go because it's a new – basically a new genre that people have opened up. And it's cool to see it go to different things besides shooter games because that's all we've seen so far, even with that uh, Radical Heights game. Like, it's still a shooter game. Um, now it's like, hey, check out this MOBA. Yeah. What if we do that? Will it work? Who knows? May, it might be sucky. It might be terrible. Who knows? Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I hope it's free to play. Because, you know, it's the only way I'm going to try it. <laughs> so now, let's talk about something more fun. You know what's more fun than Battle Royale is one person <laughs> coming away with all that money. Oh, are we talking about Jeff Bezos? Is this, is this the Jeff Bezos segment of the podcast? This is the uh, uh, Bobby Kotick. Yes. Who is the Activision Blizzard CEO. Which I thought was uh, Mike is... Morhaime. No, he's Bob Cody's been the CDCO for a while. Um, I don't know why I thought that. Mike I guess Morhaime it's just because he doesn't show up at uh, BlizzCon, you know? Yeah, he's he's just the CEO of Blizzard, I think, right? Like, he's just the Blizzard. I guess staff. it must be. Yeah, commanding officer. Yeah, he's, of he's the president of Blizzard Entertainment. Um, yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, I don't know anything about this guy. This... All I know is he makes a ton of money. Wow, C- CEO makes way more too much money than his employees do. Look, man, it's a, it's a slow, slow news week. I know I'm just saying, like, the sky is blue sort of thing. Oh, gosh. Like, this, this um, stuff is just gross. Like, the Jeff... You, see, you saw Jeff Bezos' quote recently, right? No, I haven't. He was, like... He made, like, some ungodly, like, five billion bajillion million i don't remember what number it was like it was like a lot it was a lot of money last year or something like that and like they gave him and someone was interviewing him i don't even know if it was about that exclusively but they asked like you know that kind of thing and he said something on the lines of like yeah i have so much money at this point that literally the only thing i can do with it is like start like start a space program because like there's nothing else that will even dent it like like that's how much money you know like, like that kind of thing like the only thing that i can actually spend money on that is like that counts as spending is cool. like cool it's like Cool, yeah, great. Yeah, you know, people were dying. Like, <laughs> like, hey, have you seen Bill Gates? Do what he does. Have you, do have that. you, see, have you seen that. that people in your factories are, like, working triple overtime? You know what I mean? Like, don't get, like, yeah. don't get compensated enough, like, in your warehouses. You could, uh, not factories, because nothing Amazon, can make Amazon a dent in it. Anything, but they, just, they just store stuff. If nothing can make a dent in it, why don't exactly. you uh, Like, you have to enough money to, like, give bit. all, like, just your employees alone. Like, give them all, like, a million dollars, and I think. And you can still live super comfortably and buy stupid shit all the time. exactly. Yeah, so this guy made uh, $28 million last year. You know, just I think he might be able to survive on that. You know, he could just buy, like, a few houses, maybe. I don't know. Um, (coughs) Which is over 300 times the median of an Activision employee. Which, you know, I, I get it. You know, as a CEO, you probably should make more. But maybe not this much more, you know, than a standard employee. What's wrong with a couple million? You can just put two million. Mm-hmm. That's plenty to live off of. You're fine. Maybe it's just I. What, my favorite part about this article is it's done by um, uh, our favorite friend uh, Jason Schreier. Yes, always does all, all the Great all stuff. that good stuff. Um, you know what's funny is the median Activision employee makes ninety three k, which is still pretty good. It pretty depends because because I mean. I don't know. I, I don't know why Activision is headquartered because if they're in the Bay Area, I know at least some of their stuff's in the Bay Area, and the rest of them's in Irvine. Like if for for Blizzard's half, which is not exactly cheap, 
Um, it's not, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like, oh, that's nothing, you know what I mean? It's totally livable wage, 100%. It is, but it's, it's also, comfy wage. yeah, it's just not like. It's not amazing, it's not, yeah. but it's, you know. But it's, it's, no, it's no cool 28 million. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's funny because you scroll down and it says recommended story is there's nine posts from, that uh, says it's time for game developers to unionize yes, recommended it's, it's stories. Recommended. And then you scroll down and some comments like, I don't know if this is supposed to happen, but it says it's up nine times. And Jason Schreier just comments, recommended articles are selected manually by the author. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm like uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot. And apparently it's a pay cut. The year before he made, um, no, I'm sorry, 2016, he made uh, $33 million. Ooh, This was $28 million. So, you yeah. know, he's really hurting there. He's really taking that Ooh, good pay cut. It's a, a, a good, you know. It's crazy to me how, like, you have these CEOs who make tons of money, and then you have, like, Nintendo CEOs and, like, Sony. Remember how that uh, – was it the Sony executive who said, like, I'm going to take – a huge pay cut. It was and a like wa- lower, it was a water. It was a water. Yeah. yeah, he lowered his money or like his paycheck to be equal to his workers. So he could. He, so, you know, they, so they, they wouldn't have to fire year. anybody. Yeah, was, exactly. And I'm I, like, I don't man. think it was like equal to his workers. He was still making more than most people, I think. But he took like a yeah, he took a big pay cut to like huge make, pay yeah. cut. And you know, that's like I don't know. That's that's like good morale building. You know, yeah. like even if you're in a place where it's like we're not making much money, it's like oh, it's it's, it's a cool thing to do. You know, they got their back. They're not in their own like high horse that can't be untouched. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I'm... What are you going to do? Is you going to go to Trailer Trash? Uh, Trailer Trash! Get her done! Jeff Bezos gives me a billion dollars. Thank you. Get her done. <laughs> wow, that was... That was not bad. I was, <laughs> I was, I'm genuinely impressed. Like, that was um, not bad. Jeff Bezos has enough money to give everybody in his company $229,000. He would have no money left if he did that. So let's you know. We, we, well, okay. Let's say fair. Two hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars. You could just give him one hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. That's that's his that's his net worth too. So that, that includes all the assets he owns that are like that are not uh, that are not. Well, yeah. That's still. I'm just I'm just giving you as an example, right? I'm not saying I'm not saying like I'm not saying like <laughs> I'm saying of the five hundred and sixty thousand Amazon employees. I'm just saying, man. Everyone got to be like that, Bill Gates. Just gives that money away. Yeah, no? and even then, like, yeah, like, like, at least he's, like, he's, n- he's, like, donating it all to charities and things like that, which is nice. Um, it'd just be nice to, like, you know, tax these people the actual amount of money that they they, they need to be taxed in the first place. No loopholes? What are you talking about? Uh, because anyway. that's garbage. Yeah, um, well, they need all that money. What are they going to do? Yeah, they're, they're probably going to feed their kids. Job creators, Ethan. That's what they're going to do with that money. They're You're right. They're, tra- they're creating all those jobs without money. They keep to themselves. You're right. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, official trailer number three. Um, yeah, man. This is the trailer that sold Ethan on Red Dead Redemption This is the trailer 2. that made... Well, okay, it didn't sell me, but... Ethan is I was sold. just kind of... Ethan is a drone for Red Dead Redemption 2. He doesn't care about any other video game in the world. Okay. I... <laughs> was just kind of like ho-hum yes i agree i do i, I do like red dead redemption i like that game a lot <laughs> oh boy, honestly i do like red dead redemption. I do like redemption sure is better than most everything else rockstar puts out um but i was like red dead redemption 2 and eh, the first trailers were like this is the same game here you go yeah it and, looks and fine it, and, it, and it felt very like rockstar um 
similar storyline. It, it, yeah, it just kind of felt like Grand Theft Auto Five a bit of just like, I'm just we're, look at us gritty people and we're gonna like murder someone. It's like this is the hard world that this, we live in. Um, those early trailers, at least. But there's so many Grand Theft Autos though. Like they all feel kind of similar. Yeah. But this one, like I will say, this Red Dead Redemption Two trailer. I guess it was maybe the way it was presented. Maybe it was like some of the stuff they showed. Is it seemed like a little bit more grander scope than Red Dead Redemption One, even though Red Dead Redemption One pretty grand scope. Like it go, you go to Mexico, you go all these different so places. so grand, you might say maybe drags a little bit in certain points yeah, in that game. Maybe, um, maybe it's not a perfect game, but I really liked it. Yeah. Like there's not enough good Western games out there. Like this is pretty much it. Like this is all you get. Do you like Western games? Well, what you about gotta play that? this game. Well, Call of Juarez. Everyone likes that. Uh, you know, Call of Juarez is pretty good. But that game also gets delisted from Steam every so often for no reason. So, you know, it's kind of hard to get that game. But, yeah, so they had this cinematic trailer where it's like, look, it's John Marston. He's in it and all this stuff. Uh, and it, like Matt said, like the game, the story is still kind of like, yep, yeah, it sure is the end of the West. There's only a few outlaws. I guess you better go get them. Yep. All right. But, like, I, I think it was the way it was shot, the way it was, the music went into it, the way the dialogue was put together, like, made it actually seem kind of compelling to me. But I don't think you were sold as much as I was, Matt, um, on this trailer. I mean, like, it looked better than the other trailers have. I just feel like I've seen this story before. Like, and I think that's the, the problem. There's, like, I'm sure this made, this made the world look cooler. Like, it, saw, it showed some town and some, you know, some really pretty graphics. And I just... Like, I couldn't tell you who the main character is in this trailer. We've watched, oh, we've watched three trailers now. Two of them have had story elements and, and people in them, and I have no idea who the, who the main character of this, well, play, this thing is or why I should care about them. And it seems like all the characters in this are just like, we're outlaws. They're rounding us up. To earn. It sucks to be an outlaw. Also, time that we gotta go murder people because we're bad and like we're gonna do it. Like we're criminals, but uh, do we want to be criminals? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Like it just it it just. I feel like Rockstar has these cool worlds, these excellent systems, these you know beautiful graphics, and they tell the same couple stories kind of over yeah. and over again. Like it's true, like, and I, that's the thing is I don't know what the cool thing about this that separates it from the first game is, you know, like at least in Grand Theft Auto five, it's like, okay, you got the three different people you're playing as and you come together and you do heists. Like that's new. That's cool. That's interesting. This, it just seems like it's the same game. Like you, you ride on horses, you shoot dudes with rifles yeah, I mean, while the, riding the, on the horses. The last game was already about how the West is dying and you know, the out, the, yeah. this, is the, this is the end of the out. This is the end of the West. Like it's already like the trains are here. The, the feds are here. Like it's kind of like, it's over now. Like, and now they're doing that. Like, this is like ten years earlier, but it's like, oh, it's the end of the West, or the uh, like the last outlaws. Like it's like that was what the last game was about. Like a lot. It of Still it. looks cool. Yeah, I guess I'm, like I the mean, graphic wise, I'm it looks not super awesome. I, won't play it. I I I definitely feel like I'm coming off really negative right now. But I um I said to Ethan before we were watching this of like nothing about the trailers have made me go, oh, this game looks terrible, it, or like Ugh. it's just more like. I wanted to be excited. Like I liked Red Dead Redemption One, and I, when I heard they were making a new one, I was like, "Oh, dude, it's like it's like it's time. Like that's cool." And then like everything they've shown of it has just made me go, "Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. I just don't feel like yeah, excited. I mean, like I want to be. I want more to be, apathy. I want to be excited, and I'm not. And that's that's what's bumming me out. Not the. I don't think I've ever been excited. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever been excited. Um, 
ever about ever like, in your life. Just no, ever, no. Well, I mean to be fair, <laughs> ever excited about like a Rockstar game? Really? Like I never looked at a Rockstar no, I've, game. No, I haven't really. Man, I want to play. I usually come afterwards and the reviews show up, and I'm like, oh wow, that looks like a really cool game. I guess I'll get it, and then I'll buy it, and I'll like it, and I'll go, that's cool. But I guess it's just they're just so open world that you know what they're gonna get. And that was why Red Dead Redemption, the first one, was so cool. is because it felt different. And, man, if they come out with Undead Nightmare 2, please do, because that was, like, the best thing ever. Moving on. All right. Proxima Royal. Royale. Proxima, yeah, Proxima so... Royale asks a few seconds into its trailer, are you ready for another Battle Royale? And I was like, that's a dangerous question, because I don't think I, I, don't think I am. I don't think I, I am. Don't I, am. I don't think I've really processed all the other Battle Royales that have come really out. I don't want to, either. I'm so... kind of like, I mean, everyone still seems to love the Fortnite. Everyone seems, seems to love the PUBG. Um, I was like, that's very bold of you to ask if we're ready for another Battle Royale, because I'm not, nah, I'm good, thanks. Um... So I played it. Uh, this looks fine. It's got robots in it. You did not it. play it. You did not play it. <laughs> you said you played it, but you have not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it looks weird because they got like super realistic rifles that are modern day, and then it's like now shooting robots. And I think it's just because they're like, let's get that T rating because you're only killing robots. I think it's because they're like rating. we're in the future. It's, See, it's, it's totally different from. It's it's totally different from from. Uh, uh, it, it's totally different from PUBG because it's the future and there's robots. Yeah. Also, robots are probably looks... easier to animate than people are. What? You can have stiff animations. Like, this, this goes well, a robot. I say that, to be fair, and this game, like, the graphics look good. I mean, like, they were all stills. There's, like, barely any movement going on, but, like, it had nice lighting looks and fine. stuff. Like, looked better than... It looks like an Unreal uh, 4 engine Yeah, it game. looks better than PUBG, though, which also is Unreal 4. Well, uh, I think PUBG looks fine if you crank all the graphics up and your computer doesn't shit itself. Then it looks fine. it's not, yeah, optimized. Although I think it's... I've heard it's a bit better than it used to be. Uh, yeah, I haven't played it in a while, so we'll see. All right, next trailer. We got um, Yoku's Island Express story trailer, which... Uh, this game looked cool. Actually, it does look pretty cool. I like the uh, narration. It's basically is like, "Hey, you like Moana?" Well, it's like that <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Kinda, and then you got really. like this cool, like two D, um, like kind of like 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 you were saying. It looks. It reminds you of like Sam Roster or um or like uh, Botnicola, and and it kind of does. It's not like one to one exactly like that. It's kind of a bit more cartoony than those are. Those are more like kind of like it's like real world objects that have been used to create, you know these images and this looks more painted i guess but uh it's still got that kind of like like art style and animation um, i like the way it looks i like it lot. yeah i like it a lot and um it seems like a fun little platformery thing that where you're like bouncing off of using this egg to like bounce off of the walls and yeah i don't think i really would enjoy the gameplay honestly i don't like i don't like gimmicky platformers like i don't like it's yeah uh... it seems almost more physics based I don't, I, yeah. It doesn't more look like a platformer, I would say. Maybe more like a physics kind of puzzle control game where you just gotta kind of like... But you play as this mailman. You're like this bug guy who's a mailman and he's the guy to deliver this egg and also like letters to people. I absolutely love the way this game looks. Yeah, like, and all the characters it's... look great and they all look very unique and stylish and the, yeah, the art looks Super fun. Super awesome. Yeah. That, come to Switch, man. Come to Switch. Yeah. By Villa Gorilla, which is a great, great name. name. We, all, we also agreed it's the best name for a studio. It's a very good, very good developer name. 
All right. This next, next one, have... man. <laughs> this this really one. short thing that we don't know anything about. Temtem official trailer, teaser trailer. This next one it looks like a multiplayer this one, Pokemon. This one almost should have been cut off the list because I didn't realize when I picked the trailer that it was not a game that's actually real. Oh yeah, it's also coming to Kickstarter it's not on May coming 28. to early access. It's going to Kickstarter, so that means it's not. And yes, it looks yeah. like it's like it's like MMO Pokemon apparently. Like it's like a million players running around. And and you run into gla- grass, and it's got similar music, and things come up, and they go, ah! But there's, there's, cool, uh, there's cool Pokemon that follow behind. Not, I mean, there's cool Temtems that follow behind you. I don't know if they're, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're called Temtems. But there's cool Just like Pokemon that, Yellow. There's cool things that follow behind you and uh, run the grass and stuff like that. And you go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is this is one we we thought we cut and we didn't. So yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this Agatha Knife this is a weird, launch trailer. This is a weird one. Because man. I was like, I. Uh, this one has I, text, I, right? I hope people can see this on the stream. Uh, you should go. You should watch. Yeah, it's on the stream. Podcast. Go to our website, pixelizers.com, and go to this post. And basically, it's like I love animals, but at night I slaughter them because I'm a, I, live in, I live in a butcher shop, and so I kill all my friends every night. But I also find it it's really enjoyable. But I also feel really sad when they don't want to be turned into meat. So I guess I'll start a cult or like a religion <laughs> based on it, and, and like start this thing called a. Uh, was it carnivorism? Carnivor- it was carnivorism, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but they're, like, looking for, like... I don't know how that makes uh, the animals not afraid of her, but, um... Sure. Uh, but... Maybe it's like, oh, she says at some moment, like, I hope you guys have time to talk about the great breeding pig, she says to the animals, so maybe she's tricking them into thinking, like, oh, it's cool that I kill you now. Who knows? The art looks... Cool. It has an interesting art style, um, and I think the dialogue is pretty funny. Yeah, and the the art, like the animation, is like kind of choppy, but I kind of like it. It's a weird, uh, like, because it doesn't look like it's cheap. Like the art Mm -hmm. all looks good, and it looks like the kind of low frame animation is like a choice. Like uh, it's hard for me to describe. Like it just like there's some games like oh that looks like they just didn't have enough you know time or money to to uh, you know like animate that. This kind of looks like they're like. You know, possibly they didn't have enough time or money to animate it, but it also looks like, hey, like we wanted to make it kind of this low animation, like um, look like low low frames of animation looking thing. Like, it, but it kind of works really well, and the characters all look good and stuff like that. They all look unique. Um, but yeah, it looks really dark in a weird way. Like, there's a part, there's a part where there's like a pig hanging from the ceiling, like still, and she still, gets these knives, and she's and like, like, I'm gonna chop them, and the pig is like freaking out, and it's like. I wonder if this game is going to be some sort of like commentary on, on uh, Me- on like industrial ve- farming and like vegetarianism like in general. Like, I wonder if it's going to like. I wonder if the pitch in this game is going to be to no clue. This is going to be like a morality play for people who eat meat. Am I going to feel bad about myself? At the end of this? I don't know. No idea. Like, it seems like it could go either way. It could be really ham fisted, or it could be really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, um, next man. game. Is Homo Machina? Um, is it Machina or Machina? Uh, it could be Homo Machina. Machina like um, Deus Machina. That's the same. It's based on these iconic illustrations of the body, where it makes it look like um, your body is a machine, or a as opposed to or a factory. Mm-hmm. You're right, more so than like an organic being. Which honestly, this game, I don't know how you play it or what the gameplay yeah, is. What you actually do, but it looks yeah, Fritz, beautiful. Fritz Kahn is the name of the uh, yeah the artist. The um, artist. Yeah, it might be Machina. 
but it looks beautiful. And it's coming to iOS and Android on May 17th, but I don't know what you do in it, but it looks it super looks amazing. Pretty. It's great. And it's based like yeah, like one to one off of his pictures of like the body almost. Like it's very, yeah. very similar. I'm looking at a picture right now of like what his what the what his like picture of the head looked like, and it's like, oh yeah. That looks the head is super, super cool similar looking. to like what the end of this trailer looks like. Yeah. It's really neat. Um it's so pretty. I would say definitely that if there was a, if we, you know, broke down our awards by like different things, our little weekly awards, like this would definitely win like, like best, best art visuals. style, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like it's so it cool. Has, like, I know it, it is it obviously has, like, awesome the, it even has like the film grain of like a you know, you know, like early 50s like oh now we're going to, now film. we're going to explain the brain to you children like here's how your body works Taylor, red blood cells they go in here and then they turn blue or whatever i don't know now we're not gonna cover any of the penis parts that's just not a, that's just we weird. go too low it'll be weird how will we do that weird hoses i don't know well, is it a fireman that's, behind that's there that's just never talked about don't ask about it and don't touch yourself don't ask about it oh no you guys all have stds hmm. oh what happened no oh, you're pregnant in 12 just, no i don't know Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Okay, that was a little low. I meant 16. Uh, oh, uh, I take that back. Okay. All right, let's go to the next let's, trailer. Um, let's, uh, this, uh, yeah, this last one is... Oh, this one doesn't have a name because Ethan, I wrote it down. Ethan, cho- Ethan chose the anime trailer this week, everybody. Just want to look at that clear. It was not me. It is not me. It is... Dragalia Lost. Dragalia Lost. Is, is a, this is the next mobile game made by Nintendo. Um, and it's an original mobile game. Mm-hmm. Nothing, it's not based on anything before. And it's completely in Japanese. Um... But it looks anime as hell. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks cool. Honestly, the gameplay looks kind of fun. Like it, it's got it kind of seems like it's going to be one of those like use your left hand to move the character around, use your right hand to tap the different attacks out, and uh, smash these dudes that turn into like dragons and shit. Like it looks pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Um. And, yeah. I don't know. It, Nintendo's mobile offerings have been okay. And it looks like um. It, anime uh is this actually made by nintendo is this one this one or is this just like it's published, published by them okay it's published by them i know i think it's another group that's making it like this uh, is not like one there is, is this an existing series like this, this i don't think so it's called developed by psy games okay this yes i have heard of their they had a deal with psy games okay i think it's a new deal that came out that new deal fdr he he went and coming in said big fire, stick. fireside chat with nintendo and he said i've got a plan for some mobile games <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna put in some money. You're gonna get some crystals. You're gonna use those crystals. You're gonna go to the gacha machine. You're gonna get a dragon mm-hmm. out of the gacha machine. Is it the dragon you want? I don't know. You might have to try it a few if times. Not, you it, might have to do it a few times. times. Maybe you get it. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what the game actually this this looks like in terms of like. That's the thing. It's a mobile game. Does that mean there will be weird free to play stuff in it? Nintendo's more successful free to Nintendo's more successful games. On mobile, which there haven't really been many that have been super successful, but the ones that were were the ones that had uh, microtransactions, like the Fire Emblem one and the Animal Crossing one. Um, so I'll be interested to see if they add a bunch of if, if this one has a bunch of microtransactions in it. So we'll see. What do we'll you see. think wins this week's trailer trash? Hmm, what should win this week's trailer trash? I think um, I know what I want. I'm gonna wait to see what you say first. It's tough because I think for me, between Agatha's knife and Yoko's Island Express, mm-hmm. 
Even though the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer makes me kind of want to play it, I kind of feel like we had our grievances. That's funny. That. I thought you would say Homo Machina because that's that's the one that I that's the one that I was. Really? Yeah. I really like Yoku's Island. That one's really good. That's yeah, like a second. Thinking... That's like a second close. That's a close second for me. Are we gonna do the thing you guys did last week? What are you talking like, about? That's not what happened. I heard it. I heard <laughs> it. I, I made sure to listen to the podcast right before I came on this podcast, and what you guys did. Who you guys talk some bad things about me? You didn't. Uh, um, <laughs> I did, I did that guys, every time I'm not here. I'm like, what I does this really mean? No, they're mean to me. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I do agree with you though. I think the uh, one system wins at the end. And you're like, look at all these like good weeks we've had. You know what? Maybe we should have two winners. Maybe we should always have two winners, if, unless it doesn't deserve it. But I think uh, make, make, make our Mac end of the year, make good. our game of the year thing at the end like two hours long. Super long. Let's do yeah, it. let's do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna. We want the best rally. Uh, I'm gonna go with Homo Mackin up for my pick. What's yours? Two's. Because <sighs> Yoko Island Express looks super it cool, looks super but cool. I don't. But I don't think I'll ever play that game in my life. But I will think I will actually look into Homo Mackin. All right, so that one's gonna win. So I'm gonna go home. Home and that one's gonna let's do win. It. I I got the knife. Let's not forget you. I will look you up online and see if you're actually a good game. Um, I want to know when did they say they say May seventeenth for iOS and Android for um for the Home Machina. So it's pretty soon. It's I'm getting the Red Dead Redemption two trailer playing while I <laughs> while I pulled up the as an ad for pulling up the Home Machina trailer. That's nice. how this works. I'm getting an ad before I watch another ad. All right. Isn't that, isn't that great? Isn't that great how it Welcome works? Welcome to the internet. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. If uh, except for if you watch this on Twitch, in which case you only listen to half of it. <laughs> hey, this half's pretty good. Um, but if you want to check out the actual full audio experience, you can go to pixelwatches.com and go to iTunes and search for Pixel Legends. The Pixel Podcast is on there. You will find it. Subscribe. Please give us a rating, a review, all that stuff. It helps out. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Your mom likes video games. You, you think you think she doesn't, but she actually plays quite a lot of them. Um, Just a lot, a lot of uh, Peggle. Yeah. Um, a lot of Bejeweled. It's all good. Uh, my mom, it's all my mom plays God of War. Only the first, oh, only well. the first three. Um, wow. <laughs> she, she's a change boy. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, so check us out on there. Uh, we'd appreciate that. We have a, a Twitter page, Pixel underscore Legends, on Twitter, where you can see our updates for when we got new episodes out and things like that. And, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and check us out. Subscribe, comment, like, s- multiply. Multiply? And divide and subtract. And I don't know. That's all the things. Ethan, any last words? <laughs> Uh man, video games are pretty cool. Wow, hot takes. Well, we'll kick, tune in. Boy, tune this, in. but you know what's out there? Good video games right now. <laughs> if you want to get some video games, it's a good time to get some video tune games. Tune in next week for some real hot takes, just like these ones. Catch you later. I won't be there. Ah! <laughs>